Finding this podcast magical? Why not toss a coin to your Witches and a Druid podcast through the Acast supporter feature? It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to show your support now. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to Three Witches and a Druid Podcast, a Canadian podcast about paganism in today's modern society. Hello, and welcome back to Three Witches and a Druid where some modern pagans sit around the Zoom cameras and talk about their experiences. This week, we thought we would talk about a pagan's take on St. Patrick's Day, likely bleeding a little bit into Ostara as well. I'm Margo. Maeve. Gwen. And Brian. So yeah, as a modern-day neo-pagan... Most uh, neo-pagans are sort of brought into the faith, despising the evil St. Patrick and all of (laughs) his evil doings. But as you get older, you start to realize a lot of that is just kind of BS. Yeah. Fake news, we call that now. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's like Coca-Cola Santa Claus. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I, w- I was actually thinking that St. Patrick is almost the equivalent to not, not to insult any hardcore St. Patrick followers out there, but it's, it's almost like the Leprechaun and the Lucky Charms buff. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, St. Patrick's Day apparently, and now I'm remembering little things from the Witching Hour. It, w- it was a much more serious holiday back in the day. Yeah. Were closed back in the day. It was a, a real, like a, a true saint's day. Drinking wasn't allowed. Everyone's, you know, all of that. Now it's an excuse to drink green beer. All of that, the drinking aspect, the parades, the green, that's all an American creation. It all started in Boston in the late 1700s, I guess. They had a large Irish population, probably, and they weren't treated very well. So I'm thinking that they were pretty homesick. Yeah, it may have been some sort of attempt to sort of reconnect with the homeland. Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. There's a lot of comparisons of St. Patrick and uh, St. Bridget, in a sense, that Mm. they don't really know a whole lot about them, but they've made up these stories, in a sense, to to sort of reconnect them back home. Yeah. Like you, Brian, I can remember, thank goodness, most of it was before social media, and I truly embarrassed myself, but I can remember reading and seeing 
posts like on the old listservs and stuff about how he chased the snakes out of out of Ireland and the snakes were really code for druids and you know I can remember early self-righteousness and all these sorts of things and then like you say you pick up a book and you read a little more and you realize no no maybe maybe not <laughs> maybe not and the good news is that although the druids were the bane of his existence they outlasted him long time by centuries so yeah the actual saint patrick was believed to have been born around 370 ce i assume he lived to whatever age people did back then 18 or something 45 <laughs> <laughs> and yeah the druids were there long before him and long after him. The idea of him chasing the stakes out of Ireland, it, it was the idea in actuality was just him attempting to spread Christianity. Yeah. Which of course he seems to, like in a sense, they were successful in doing. Long term. Yeah, long term. Because he was British. Yeah, he was British. He was captured by Irish people, taken back, was a slave for quite some time. Then he came back to England found Christianity and then returned to Ireland to save them. Yeah. Anybody who doesn't completely know the story of St. Patrick. Right. Other than, uh, you know, the green uh, hat and beads and beer you're drinking. Right. So a lot of modern day neo-pagans, of course, won't participate in St. Patrick's Day, which is fair, but understand that modern day St. Patrick's Day almost literally has nothing to do with actual St. Patrick. Yeah. And that he also didn't have anything to do with driving pagans successfully out of Ireland. Yeah, exactly. Yes. He may have brought Christianity to Ireland, but he didn't drive the pagans out. Yeah. Well, and I don't even think he did. There was Christianity there, they figure, almost 100 years before he got there. But it wasn't super popular. He popularized it and he made it a bigger a bigger deal and got a better foothold in i don't think there's any harm in having green beer other than what it may do to your stomach (laughs) but then there's really no faith connection for us and there's really no reason to be all up in arms about it either yeah so the other tradition i didn't realize was the thing apparently But I guess a lot of pagans will wear uh, lapels or badges of snakes on March 17th. Which I thought was actually kind of cute. Yeah, I saw something like that on social media a few years back. And I thought, well, that's kind of fun. Yeah. So as a pagan, I'm not going out this year, obviously, due to COVID. But if I was, I I would wear a snake lapel as I drink my green beer. (laughs) You know, it's like the Masonic ring or something. So we can recognize each other. (laughs) We just need a secret handshake. It'll be fine. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, well, it is. It is because of St. Patrick's Day that my child was born a month early. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She's born on St. Patrick's Day. I was on this, you know, take it easy. You're, you know, you're, you're not necessarily set up to keep this baby in much longer. Saturday night on Hockey Night in Canada, Dawn Cherry had on a St. Patrick's Day outfit. He was wearing this green suit in a shade of green that appears nowhere in nature. (laughs) He had on this big green top hat with a big shamrock. We laughed and laughed and laughed so hard at him. I went into labor that night. (laughs) Well, that's fair. So she came the next day on St. Patrick's Day. It was his fault. He, he, so there we go. But now she has a lovely excuse to drink green beer. Yeah. yeah. 
Plus, it's her 19th birthday this year, too. It is her 19th birthday. If only places were open and she could do it legally, eh? <laughs> Past nine o'clock. Yeah. Yeah, she, she does plan to go to a bar and order a drink. I said, we'll take your passport. <laughs> that's the only place you're using your passport right now. That's true. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> so the other, the, the more important thing coming up, of course, is Ostera. Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. We'll be so happy to see. Yes. It's so nice right now because you go about your day and at 6 o'clock, the sun is still up and it's beautiful. Yeah. Driving home from work on Friday, I was just stunned that it was still light outside. Yeah. Yeah. Currently, today and yesterday, we're in, what do we call this, fall spring? Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that might be going on this year is we may be having a bit more of a traditional style of Stara. We've had such a very pale winter. There's been nothing going on this winter. We've had a little bit of winter in February. I haven't seen anything like this in forever and ever. Because normally we're scraping the ice off our windshields for a Stara here. Yeah. Yeah. So though I do love Astara and I love the idea of the spring, it's more of an imbolc in some ways because imbolc is supposed to be the beginning of the end of winter. Right. It's not like that here in Canada at all. Astara is instead of, oh, look, it's a spring festival and tulips are coming up. No, to me, that's the beginning of the end of winter. It's like the end is in sight. Right. I think some of the more... Um, Powerful themes for us in this climate are maybe trying to bring into balance light and dark, or this is a good one to work maybe seed planting into a ritual or just into your life at this time of year, putting all those intentions into a seed. And like you say, it's this is not the tulips blooming for us. We're not on the West Coast. <laughs> Kelly Murray, if you're listening, that's pointed at you. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> us for early tulips and we love you anyway so this is the time to put those seeds in because you know after Beltane they'll be sprouting they'll be ready and that's when things start going in the ground actually for us anyway for those of us that are gardeners so that's my focus maybe I was planning and thinking about stuff like that at Imbolc but I actually know my intentions. I know what I want to grow in myself, in the world outside. I have this Arlo Guthrie song about uh, gardening in my head right now. But anyway, and then planting those seeds. And as the light is increasing, going from that 
state of, you know, almost balance that we have at the equinox and is slowly increasing, those seeds are working underneath and our intentions are manifesting and our plants are starting to grow and getting strong enough to go out into the world for May. That's my thought of what we can do in this climate with Astara. I do like Astara. Some of you may remember one of our uh, Astara rituals at the UU Church way back when, when, when you were the Queen of Spring and Margot was the old throne of winter. We had all those little children all dressed up as fairies. It was beautiful, quite the pageant. Uh, the original Astara was uh, Ostar, goddess of spring. She was based in Germany, I think. And her themes were, you know, brightly colored eggs and rabbits and fertilities. And later her name was changed to Easter. Mm -hmm. That's where, you know, they, they put Easter on there. But it is, you know, you think of rabbits and eggs and flowers. And I do like, that's a fun time. That's when kids can really have a good time too. Yeah. Dress up and we're going to bring back spring and, and all of that. The colors of the world start coming back to life a little bit after the gray and dreary winter. Mm -hmm. Just welcoming all the color back. To me, that's more of a celebrating the beginning of end of winter. But that's just, you know, for me, I do like Astara. It's going to be lighter more than it's going to be dark. That certainly appeals to me. Right. And we do have tulips at the shop, actually, that come from PEI. Twice a week, I get fresh deliveries of tulips from PEI. So you mentioned the, the tulips before, it's slightly off topic, but did the tulips come from the Buddhists? No, I don't think so. Apparently in PEI, there's, there's a fairly large Buddhist uh, community now, and I guess they grow tulips. Really? Yeah, I read that in the week. If you could find out sort of what their company name is, then I would know if that was them or not, but... That interesting, yeah. Yeah. I'm under the impression that Ostara for like the local Nova Scotia greenhouses, the heavy work starts to begin, all the planting, all the growing. Yeah, because yeah, flowers at Easter, traditionally. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you, know, you got flowers at Easter. Tulips was a big thing. Daffodils. Easter lilies also. Easter lilies, yeah, all of that. Peace lilies, yeah. And even back, you know, the old Easter bonnet. You're talking about the colors and everything very much associated with the spring and you know, the bright eggs and things like that. Right. Very interesting. Do, what do the druids do? Anything special? No, it's the same as pretty much anyone else. We get together, obviously not getting together this year. We have a feast. We have our ritual. You mark the holiday. I was oh, yeah, yeah. But uh, I don't think us as a group have really done anything extraordinary for Austera. Beltane for us is a big, we do a lot as a group for Beltane, but yeah. Astara, similar to Imbolc, is it's just another step along the path. Yeah. Which is just, just as nice and great, of course. Any reason to get together and be happy and eat. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I do like Astara, but it is uh, perhaps on a future show we could talk about different attitudes towards the holidays being here in the northern way northern hemisphere you've got a good point it's almost like we need another holiday in the winter months just to sort of bump everything up <laughs> a little bit during Imbolc, there's not a whole lot growing during astara yeah it is the beginning but it's almost more what Imbolc is supposed to represent yeah yeah, yeah. And, and even midsummer though it's the longest day it it's not necessarily hot here yet. No, no, not at all. Like, you know, he's like, oh, it's midsummer. Let's go swimming. No, I'm not going in that lake. It's still freezing. <laughs> it's 
it's very interesting here for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's good. If you have any thoughts or comments about St. Patrick or Astara, maybe tell us what you believe and think and how you celebrate. Drop us a line, either on Facebook or reach out to us. We'd really appreciate that. You can also reach out to us on Anchor. There's uh, an ability to record a question or a thought. Feel free to reach out and uh, even just say hi. Thanks, everybody, for listening. It's been great. Again, as uh, Brian has said, certainly uh, leave your comments. Give us a stars. We're always happy to hear from you. Until next time, everybody, merry meet. Merry heart. Merry meet again. Let's Let's be. This has been Three Witches and a Druid Podcast. Thanks for listening. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.